I've posed for pictures with ivory soap. I've petted stray dogs and shied clear of dope. My smile is brilliant. My glance is tender. But I'm noted most for my unspoiled gender. I've been made Miss Rheingold, though I never touch beer. And I'm the person to whom they say, You're sweet, my dear. The only etchings I've seen have been behind glass. And the closest I've been to a bar. Prim and proper. The girl who's never been cased. Well, I'm tired of being pure. And not like something that seeks its level I wanna go to the devil I wanna be evil I wanna spit tax I wanna be evil And cheat at jacks I wanna be wicked I wanna tell lies I wanna be mean and throw mud pies I want to wake up in the morning with that dark brown taste I want to see some dissipation in my face I want to be evil I want to be mad but more than that I want to be bad I want to be evil and trump an ace just to see my partner's face I wanna be nasty I wanna be cruel I wanna be daring I wanna shoot pool and in the theater I want to change my seat so I can step on everybody's feet I wanna be evil I wanna hurt for lies I wanna sing songs Like the guy who cries I wanna be horrid I wanna drink booze And whatever I've got I am eager to CITR 101.9 FM. This is Ink Studs, the radio show about comics, and today we are interviewing Evan Dorkin. Let's see if he's here. Are you on, Evan? Uh, yeah. There we go. We got you. Excellent. Hi, Evan. It's Colin. Hello, Colin. Long time no talk. Yeah. How you doing? Um, long story. Yeah. yeah it usually is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> everyone's so interesting. All, all, a lot of problems. Let's just talk for an hour and have a little psychotherapy session, I think. No, I don't. No. Yeah. No. Well, I'm, I don't know what the rates are in Canada. I can't afford it here in, in New York anymore, so. So, Evan Dorkin, the creator of, and Colin has brought a whole array of comics here sitting in front of him. Why? Pirate? Why? Why? Visual, to remind us all. Uh, yeah, we need reminding. Of your, imp- uh, of your amazing output. It, once, once it was fairly amazing. I mean, the books might not have been amazing, but I used to get them out. These days, it's uh, a book every three years, I think. Well, I, I don't know. The, the way you were cranking them out, I was seriously beginning to wonder about your health. Weren't you, like, suffering from cramps in the hand at one point? Uh, actually, I have a really bad... My, my drawing hand is shot, but it's gotten, just, it's gotten worse over the, few, over the last few years. I had, a, had an accident at the comic shop that I worked at uh, many years ago, and a piece of glass went through my drawing hand. Ooh. And instead of going to the doctor, I... Uh, I wanted, to, I wanted to go see my girlfriend, and um, so uh, even though I had medical coverage then, I didn't take advantage of, it, advantage of it until a week later. 
And the uh, when I left the uh, store, it was at a mall, and it was one of those gray days where you leave the lights on, and my battery burnt out. And while I was getting a jump, I opened up my hand again. So it was a, a lousy week, but I was stupid not to go have it looked at. But yeah, this is the same. My show, my arms all screwed up from uh, a car accident when I was 19, and then a, uh, a football injury. Um, not like I was playing on the school team. I was playing on the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's? Yeah, well, you know, it's not like it was organized. It was just the... Um, it was some friends in an afternoon. Uh, well, friends, yeah, but we, it turns out we were playing the, some of the other stores on the island, and uh, one of them turned out to be pretty much most of the Port Richmond High School football team. And, uh, <laughs> little, little Jews like me shouldn't be on the line. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be in the back office screwing the, uh, the athletes. They're, they're obviously taking it far too seriously. Well, they they were really good, and we were playing uh, tackle, no equipment. Oh. And I liked it because it got a lot of aggression out of me. Um, I'm not a sports fan, but I like I don't mind playing sports, you know, because I just you know it gives you an excuse to I don't know football with football I with no these guys, these guys all landed on me and they they moved something in my shoulder when everybody fell on me when I threw myself at a guy's legs because I couldn't tackle anybody honestly I had to throw myself at their legs and I ended up in the hospital and paralyzed for a couple hours so. Well, My right arm's actually had a lot for you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't, I haven't been, you know, I haven't fallen off a building like some guys in the industry, but you know. Some oh, of, some of the drinkers. <laughs> but still, um, even with those injuries, you were able to put out Pirate Core, Milk and Cheese, Dork. What else you got here? Dick Wad and the Mega Vice Squad, one of your finest That's moments. That's classy stuff. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah. I don't know why it wasn't... The New Yorker almost took that, yeah. <laughs> it was a toss between you and Art Spiegelman. Yeah, I was this close to, 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 for Raw on the dickwad of the Megabyte squad. <laughs> it just, uh, you know... <laughs> there, was, there, was a, there was a couple of grammatical errors and Art went nuts and I got put on his shit list. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's okay. It's college radio. Yeah, yeah I thought, what, so the FCC doesn't have... Uh, you, you're not going to get a $320,000 uh, fine well, or whatever it is now? Like, it's it, more expensive to... Uh, to curse on the, they're trying to put bills for that. It's more expensive to curse on the radio than to dump toxic waste in America soon. Well, yep. this is Canada. Yeah, we're college radio, yeah. so basically, I'm going to oh, do don't this be so now. Proud of yourself. You got your <laughs> oh, we, we we have 15 people listening right now, and they're all happy. No, um, I'm just going to say, uh, v- listener discretion be advised. We're gonna, we're not going to hold back. I think. Well, right? I, I I am. I'm going. I'm trying to be mature these days. Why? Oh, because I really want to get into Raw and the New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Dick Watts. <laughs> so here we go, you know. I think uh, Mankoff, is, he's, he can't wait. One Thursday, I'm just going to show up with a big portfolio of guys wearing condoms on their heads. <laughs> Actually, the problem is I, go to, I made a few mistakes when I tried to get into the New Yorker. Uh, one of them was I, I, I did a strip about black people. Oh. And they said that they already did one of those in 1972, so <laughs> they don't need it anymore. Wow! <laughs> also, it's, my it's, stuff was wasn't uh, it was it, uh, they're not looking for funny they're looking for erudite. Yes, That's, I didn't know I haven't how to spell that. I had to go look it up. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm only in first year in college. I, I I couldn't tell you. No, I don't know. No, my, I was in film school. They don't they don't see, they don't care if you know how to spell in film school. Just as long as you can pan. Uh, just as long as you can pay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. You have some new stuff. No. no. I thought I fit, I thought I rambled enough. It's an hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I got no, another no, 52 okay. minutes. So once I used to put out comic books, brother, can you spare a dime? <laughs> I don't do anything anymore. I, you know what I do? I blog. That's the problem with most cartoonists. Yeah. I've I've heard that among other cartoonists. That, oh, I'm sure. Uh, you we're know, doing what, the. Oh, uh, I'm really pissed off at the government. I'll go. I don't want to draw a goddamn page. I'm going. To, I'm going to go blog about it. <laughs> this is a, you don't have to ink on the blog. <laughs> well, you know about the daily grind. The no, I don't. What, you mean like life? <laughs> <laughs> Working at Marvel? Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 oh God. Yeah, I don't have anything good to say Marvel, really. I don't I'm not have a Marvel too fan. many. I don't know. You know, it's a company. Yeah. yeah. You get what you, you get, what you, you know. You don't you actually... You expect <sighs> certain things, and you get them usually. Looking through your uh, array of comics, you, you've worked for every publisher. Now, Bill and Ted, did that come out from Marvel originally? Yeah. No, that came out from Marvel in, the, yeah, 91... I think end of '92, uh, beginning of '92. Yeah, yeah was, you you made me buy a Marvel comic. Uh, it, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Your little brain made you buy a Marvel comic. Hey, it was only a buck and a quarter at the time. What do? This is Colin Upton we're talking about, though. He I doesn't know. buy anything. Your your first year in school, you weren't even born then, or something like that. Right? Um, were, I'm a, I'm a little late going so to you're, school. You're in, you're, what's, is Canadian college? 
Is well, there any? There, I mean, do you have? Co- you know, you don't have like hockey classes or anything like that. No, it's basically I take whatever I want. Take I, whatever you want. Well, I'm taking poli sci and history. And, what the hell um, is that? P- political science. Yeah. Oh, poli- <laughs> how brilliant I am! <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking poli sci like polytech. No, no, you just know, like, talking about you know Western liberal democracies and Marxism and oh, a lot of work in that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll be a cartoonist you're gonna next. Bomb throwing anarchist from you know throwback to the twenties when you get out. Yeah. Well, that's you know, exciting. Canada does. I think Canada does count now as a rogue nation in, rogue in the United nation. States. Not anymore. Not since we got Harper. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys are our pals now. You're yeah. all you're all friendly. We, we got a kiss ass. He got probably our... got you know. He's probably got stock in Halliburton and everything with that handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the, I listen to Canadian news every night now because I'm listening to some AM station that we can get from uh, Ontario that plays old radio. So it's like now I know more about ca- local Canadian murders and stuff and. And what's going on in my fair city? Nice. You're, no, no, you're no, in no. right in New York, right? It's just funny to listen to news that gives you the hockey news, and they don't care about anything else, which I'm all for. <laughs> I really you, don't. You care like stuff. hockey? I like hockey because it's organized violence with rules, which is really <laughs> odd. <laughs> I, mean, I just like that, you know, because I don't like the millionaire boxing sports like basketball. You know, I'm just, I just feel like these guys are idiots. I, I, I don't mind seeing millionaires beat each other up for no reason whatsoever, but I wish that it was a little more, uh, you know. Some of them just can't walk out afterwards. Well, hockey has that finesse, and we're from Vancouver. This is Vancouver, we're from so we're we come from the city that breaks people in half in hockey, I guess. Too. Uh, right. Well, I come from New York, where we just break them in half. Just for the, the fun of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get a special uniform. Actually, New York's pretty is really really tame these days, which is you know. Last time I was in thing. New York, it seemed seemed tamer than parts of Vancouver. I swear. I've never been. I've only been to Canada for a couple of days once uh, for uh, my honeymoon cruise. So. And of course, I somehow find, I, I, I beeline to a comic shop without even meaning to. My, Sarah was like, oh, I can't believe it. We find the one, you know, how many comic shops are in the world, really? And somehow I managed to, like, if I'm driving somewhere and I need to get gas, I pull off, there's a comic shop and a strip mall, which is great. Comic shop and strip, strip malls in, in America, like, there's always, like, a strip mall church next to it. It's really freaking me out. But I, I find, I managed to find the comic shop, so I found a really good shop in, uh, in, um, Halifax. Halifax, yeah. Uh-huh. I like that town. There, there's some good talent out of there. I think uh, Mark Bell's originally from Halifax. Mark Bell used to send me a... I used to get fan mail from Mark, but uh, anybody who, who's now in the industry who used to read my stuff, like, doesn't admit they read my stuff, read my stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got yeah. a really nice blackmail file of, of happening cartoonists <laughs> from, like, 15 years ago who uh, liked my stuff when they were in high school or, I don't know, doing crank or something. <laughs> Hey, I was into your stuff when now, you know, were you being published. It, but you know, you're 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 in the renegade. You're in the rogue. Uh, the rogue country. country. You're in yeah. the rogue country or something. I was in your stuff when you were being published by Eternity. How long oh, ago was man, that? You really wasted some money. Yeah, no, he's got it right here. The uh, the pirate course. Pirate uh, course by Eternity. When did that come out? I think the first one came out in '89. Was that your first comic? Um. First one I did solo, yeah, yeah. I did that in the back of a comic store. I was kicked out of the. I was well. I kind of left the house. I left before I could be kicked out. I, you know, I resigned before I could be fired by my parents. I lived in the back of a comic store for about two months, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when. They, so yeah, it wasn't my first comic because what happened? Uh, I worked. That was that was post Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when you know anything with a with a hand that could clutch you know a pencil was hired to do a comic. <laughs> Apes. <laughs> Kangaroo mantis and um adolescent black belt hamsters uh-huh all sorts of badness hello yeah i'm still i'm still okay. here oh, that hurt <laughs> i don't want to think i was still working on a, well obviously i was still working in the store that they're the preteen jujitsu kangaroos and and the gary salson's company which sold piranha through the mail and the ads in their comics it was, it was, it was actually a, <laughs> comics were a lot more fun back then i'm sorry i mean i know that we're all getting <laughs> press in the bea and uh, the new yorker but i'm sorry man comics were a lot more fun when it was just flea market tables i mean i'm not saying i want to go back to that but well that kind a of fun time that's kind of something that strikes to me now is there is a certain loss of uh, humor in comics i've noticed nowadays like, I there feel is like there's a, a loss in humor in comics in all aspects there's a lot of snark yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of internet snark. There's a lot of you know backbiting and bitching, but um, which there's always been, but now it's daily. I mean, up to the minute. From uh, you know, there's a running letters page from the fans bitching about everything, and the professional fans bitching about everything. I'm bitching about everything. Actually, I bitch less than I used to. I think because there's just so much. You're overloaded with uh, 
with the level of stuff to bitch about. It's, yeah, it does get, you know, after the last election, I think I just, my, my bitch tube just burnt out in some ways. I just, ugh, you know, I, I just, I shut down. I couldn't. Well, maybe you just need some time to renew yourself. Oh, I'm still yeah. pissed off. I'm just, you know, I guess I think I'm just, you know, I'd rather rant about how much, you know, I read I read the essential defenders and my my blood came out of the eyes like it was the horror express zombies or something. <laughs> you know, it's more fun. It doesn't mean anything. I'm I'm in a complete um, escapism mode for the last like two years since the baby was born. I just don't want to be more depressed than I already was or am. Now, having a child, does that in your creative process? Do you find that changes the type of comics you're doing? Or no, no, no. I, it helps that most of the comics I was doing before we had the baby are, never came out, so I'm <laughs> finishing them or they just haven't come out. But no, I don't think so. I uh, I think getting older changes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm immature, you know what I mean? I mean, I have gray hair and I, my face still breaks out, which is a pretty good <laughs> description of where my mental state is at. I'm just, you know, I'm you know, 41 years old and I'm, I'm you know, playing with my creature from the Black Lagoon toy and bitching to people. So does it mean we're going to see more uh, Fisher-Price Theater? No. No. Probably not. I like the Fisher Price Theater. Go do it yourself. I'll sue you. <laughs> no, Fisher... I, um, well, the problem with that is, I, I, it's just you know some of the stuff. I, the problem is, I, I, I end up coming up with a lot of one joke concepts, I guess. And I think the thing that saves me from being completely useless is that I come up with a lot of them. But after a while, they tend to, you know, the murder family. Some of these things burn out. And um, or I just burn out on them, and uh, you know the book that really had stories, which was Hectic Planet, was the one that nobody bought. I started to uh, take longer to put them out, so it just kind of petered away. But uh, you know things like Milk and Cheese and a lot of the stuff in Dork really tends to be that kind of old-time radio vaudeville repetition. Is how many times can you spin the wheel and come up with a new target or a new way of saying something? But so something like uh, Fisher Price. I mean, I, I have ideas for ones I want to do, but they're really difficult to get them into one page, and I'm I'm really burning out on trying to put that. Doing the new issue of Dork has like uh, 200 gags in it, and a lot of the pa- a lot of the pages have 21 panels and things like that, and I'm just getting a that's that burned look, out on doing that sort of work, you know. That's pretty incredible, though. Like the amount of work that goes into an issue of Dork is like comparative to five issues of another comic. Well, the thing is, if I was smart and yeah. had a little more confidence in my stuff, I would put out five issues of a comic. And I'd have lots of trade paperbacks <laughs> like some other, you know. What is it they call it? The decompressed storytelling? Yeah, well, I don't really do, I don't tell stories, so, yeah. at least not lately. So, uh, I don't, there's nothing to decompress. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been compressing more and more. The, the whole, if you look at the old milk and cheese Strips. They were, you know, five panels on a page. The first one, they were just done for me to have something fun to do as a lark. And they've turned into a pressure job, like most of my strips where I'm putting. The one that I just did for Negative Burn, I think number two, it was supposed to be two pages. I realized that I was really running late. I'm juggling way too many jobs right now. So I, uh, I asked uh, Joe Pruitt, can I just do a one-pager? And I'll try to get a two-pager done for another issue. And he said, sure. And the one-pager ended up taking me longer than a two-pager because I pretty much compressed a two-page strip into one page. And it's a problem I've been having with, with my work for a long time now, where it's getting, I think the work is looking better. I don't know if it's being written better, but I think my inking is finally getting to some point where you know, I can control the page better, or at least cleaner. But I'm shoving so much stuff into them that um, the books are just taking way too long for me to put out. The strips are taking a long time, and it actually does hurt my hand because I'm working with panels that are, you know, two inches by two inches, and plenty of them. And uh, I made notes. I found my notes on this issue to open things up and let it breathe, and I just didn't do it. I don't listen to myself because um, I'm, I'm a dope. <laughs> well, milk and cheese, this, that sort of got a, has a life of its own now, doesn't it? No. No? It actually has a... a no, not really. I mean, where, where is it? <laughs> no, it's just, um, you know... Well, there's a big, there's a lot of people, a lot of big demand for it, is, uh, isn't no. it? No. No? No. No. But you're making toys. I mean, toys. there's a group of people, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, say that there aren't people who wouldn't mind seeing an eighth issue come out, uh, myself included, but it's been, by the time it might come out, it'll be at least ten years since the last one. No. Yeah, the uh, last one came out in 97. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was a special edition mini-comic that came out in... 
I think 98, 97, nobody saw it because like an idiot, I did all the work and decided, you know, it was, it was a joke about the um, Star Wars special editions, which pissed me off uh, and kind of helped burn me out, of, which is probably the best thing for me. I, I really don't like Star Wars, and, and I used to love it, and I'm really kind of glad that I'm done with that. That really helped, uh, you know, turn a small corner, like, I don't need this crap. And I, Lucas putting the stuff out with, you know, Shinola all over it. Um, just was I was so sick of seeing ads, and uh, and 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 uh, everything that I just uh, I just got tired of it. So I did a special edition reworking the I think it was a four page I don't know it was three page I did a three page Darth Vader overdrive strip in this sixth issue. So as a joke, I turned it into a sixteen page story with all new crap and and really bad Jaja. computer effects. But I thought that if I put this out as a sixteen page comic, people would think I was exploiting. Their, their, you know, their enjoyment of milk and cheese, and charging them, you know, two bucks. And uh, so I just made it uh, a mini comic, and nobody saw it, and it sold like hell. And nobody believed it was it real. The, the press releases were all ignored as a as a, as a prank. <laughs> and the thing was the total. It took me like two months to do a new comic, and I should have just put it out and you know marketed it. But um, I was. Well, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. This is boring. It's not boring. It's actually pretty interesting. If I was listening to this on the radio right now, I would definitely be putting on, um, you know, hockey. <laughs> no, the hockey's not on for a couple hours yet. Yeah. But they're not allowed to play in the day? It's, no, no. it's Thursday. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> it's thir- oh, it's Thursday. Like, yeah. what is this, some Star Trek episode? People- like, it's like, you know, the whole planet's going to go crazy on Thursday? I'm supposed to know this. It's <laughs> you listen to Thursday. Canadian radio. You should know about Thursday. Everyone to, when I listen uh, to the radio. It's Tim Hortons Day. Who cares? Your town is just our closet. We're not fencing you guys in. We don't want to unlock the closet. But <laughs> put our dishes and nukes in there, and you know, <laughs> anthrax and things like that. Oh, uh, I gotta throw Do in you the anthrax. Statues of Anne Murray everywhere. No, 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 no thank God. They, they are actually putting up statues to U.S. Army deserters who fled to Canada during Vietnam in, in a town in B.C. Yeah. Let me know, because my dad might be in there. He, he fled? The, oh, no, no, no. Oh. Well, let's not talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> He's not oh, My dad just gone back. <laughs> so the art, it, it sounds like it's a pretty laborious process for you. Um, is that part of the reason for taking on um, more writing aspects of work? Mm-hmm. I will say maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I chose that. I have three punch cards here for answers now. We're going to do <laughs> short answers because I'm rambling so much. I no, the rambling's maybe. good. Next question. No, no. I don't know. I think so. But, I mean, it's also what, what's been offered. I'm, I'm very... I'm, I'm incredibly bad at the career aspects of this. I, um, I wait for the phone to ring or the, uh, the email to come in. I'm not uh, good. I've never been... You're not a door banger. No, knocking on doors. <laughs> well, no, not since I got married. What are you talking about? <laughs> knocking on doors, you know. Give me work, give me work. That knocking up doors? <laughs> what kind of country are you from? <laughs> Sorry, I've been eating too much bacon and uh, drinking Molson beer. That's it. Yeah. Is that how you wound up with a space ghost? How I wound up with a space ghost? With, with a space ghost program. <laughs> Did someone just call? Cripes, man. I've broken out in space ghosts. <laughs> it could have been worse. I could have broken out in Herculoids. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I'm glad that you would translate up to the closet. Um, we Space ghosts I got because of milk and cheese. The uh, guy who, the uh, producer, the executive producer who created the show, uh, Mike Lazo, somebody gave him a copy of the trade paperback. Um, and he thought that the character's dialogue would work for interplay. They needed to punch up the interplay between Moltar and Zorak, who were kind of ciphering out a little bit, I guess, at the time. So we, uh, uh, they asked if I wanted to do a sample script. Sarah ended up working on it with me, and we turned it in. They bought it, and we did about uh, 13 more, 14. Two of them got rejected, so we did a bunch. And that led to the Elkingville pilot and blah, 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 and the pilot we're working on now, blah, 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 blah. What pilot are you working on now? Uh, I'm working on a uh, pilot called Tyrone's Inferno uh-huh. for the Adult Swim, which is a 15-minute proposed show um, that um, we're about to go into production on. Fingers crossed. No, I I watched the Eltingville uh, cartoon on YouTube. That was you. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and three other people, right? No, oh, gosh. That's, that's probably more ratings than we got when it ran on the network. <laughs> YouTube's great. Um, Is it? Yeah. But I, I quite enjoyed the uh, Eltingville cartoon. You uh, quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. That's right. You guys have British blood in yeah. you uh, somewhere. Well, Colin does. I quite in- Well, what do you have in you? Formaldehyde? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a Vancouver boy. No, you boy. don't. No. You're such a lawyer, you radio people. Yeah. Is, one of those... is this drive time in Canada? <laughs> are you guys like a morning zoo or, or no, an afternoon no, zoo? Or is this no. Thursday and all bets are off? It's Thursday. It's bacon day. Oh, man. <laughs> Fatback bacon? Bacon and Tim Hortons and I don't know. Well, what they call Canadians bacon. Do? I don't know what they call it down there. We call it bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the stuff that goes into Egg McMuffins. That's Canadian bacon, so it must be some real cheap pig snout stuff. I'm not Ooh, a fan I of Canadian you guys. Oh, I'm not a fan of Canadian bacon, actually. It's, you know, it's what like, did what? you just say in... Uh, I'm not a fan. Go, we can get yanked off the air, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we off the air already? No, no, wow, no. Wow, that was a quick hour. No, no. We're not getting kicked off the air. Um, but Eltingville is something you're planning on following up with a... Or you've been talking about doing a cartoon... Or a, another Eltingville actual comic not just parts in Dork. Yeah, I'm going to do a one-shot and then end the series. I've been working on that since 2001, though, and I only have three pages to show for it, so thanks for bringing it up. Thanks for picking up that scab in my life. <laughs> you want to talk about my painful upcoming divorce? Uh, well, it's going to happen sometime. I mean, we're not getting divorced, but she, she's got <laughs> she's to leave me at some point. Come oh, on. Oh, don't do that. Oh, I'm not leaving her. I can't. I don't know how to scan anything. And the, uh, She's your tech help. Speaking of scanners, isn't the, the guy who has played Michael Revok, Michael Ironside, he's Canadian, right? Isn't Scanners a Canadian movie? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah, so Cronenberg. It was made with all Canadian people. Which so, means it was low budget? Oh, please. <laughs> sure. They, could, they couldn't afford real scanners. They had to do it in special effects. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Colin's yeah, just yeah, staring blankly. Never happening. Next question. Never happening. It'll happen someday. I don't know. If I've started a page, if I've got three pages for something, I've got to finish it. I it, can't look at three. I've got like three or four unfinished comic books sitting around right now, and there's tens of people really, really hoping it comes out. I mean, tens. Now, in your solicitation for Dork, I think it's at number 11. So next wow, you, up up? The, you are so up to the minute. I'm, I, that's my, my unpaid job. So how are you doing since you looked through the new previews? Your eyes okay? Uh... I, I usually yeah. look at. I, I'm very selective. I look at like a couple of publishers. Doesn't matter if you if the wind blows and two pages. You know, <laughs> you look at two pages of that airbrush crap. <laughs> Good night. Uh, I find previews too uh, depressing to look. Previews through. really is depressing. But you know, every once in a while, it, you know, you 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 come across. Oh, look, Walton Skizik Volume Two. Or you know, people think that I'm a total art comic snob just well, because you, I'm dropping the uh, you the know Walton the New Yorker skis, bomb. Yeah. Well, you, you've always sort of had that tension in your work between the mainstream. I mean, I, I once read an interview where you said that you, the, the reason you could make fun of the Ellingtonville guys... The Ellington... <laughs> my fans. Eltingville. Eltingville. My fans. Those are my your fans? fans. Do, you call, do you call Mouse Moose? Uh, <laughs> Probably do, I'll say. <laughs> Oh, then my troubles really began. This goddamn moose came. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little Artie, huh? Poor little uh, Artie. Mm, He's a bit Artie, isn't he? Doesn't he call himself Dr. Spiegelman now? Who the hell cares? I don't know. What are you a doctor of? That's my question. He's a doctor of smoking. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Doctor just, of lung cancer? He's probably only been smoking like this because he's out of stories about, you know, tragedy, so he's hoping a little lung cancer will help him. You know, he's been, he was feuding with uh, Picar a few years ago. He's like, oh, I'll have my own cancer. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> and it will be more arty, and I'll have characters from Toonerville Trolley in there. Uh, I have the music director here <laughs> from uh, CITR who has a question about a work of yours. He's a music director. A music director, yeah. He's the music, can he walk around in a tux with a conductor's wand? That's no, he has an El Topo t-shirt and drinks a lot. Yeah. That's good. That is that is correct, sir. Hello. Uh, it's always good to follow a bad joke with another bad joke. <laughs> um, hello, Evan. Um, oh, hello, music it, director. It's an honor to talk to you. You're um, a liar. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a couple of things, actually. Is one regarding the uh, where has all the ska zine uh, comic that you did? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, have you found I do. Have you found the answer? 
the answer is who cares? Okay, and uh, question the second. Nobody, um, I mean, knows. I mean, it's it wasn't just about you know it was done for a fanzine, so it was pretty specific. But yeah, I mean, you know, Scazines had an even less of a life than you know your average, old, you know, for lack of a better word, alternative music. <laughs> that is true, sir. And uh, the Fagazi, welcome, Chief. The Fagazi uh, um, caricature. Did yeah. they actually pose for that? No. Did they know about it? Yeah. Did they approve? Did they approve of anything? I, no, thank you. Okay. Um, so did you know what did, I was paid for that? Oh, what? $5? Exactly. You yeah. got the joke. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean. You should have been using that one for 10 years. There you I go. Come up with it now. You know, well, I mean, uh, Todd Berry. Um, the Fugazi thing, I think, if I remember correctly, they said, they asked for me to do it. They asked the editors if I could do it. No kidding. Um, I don't know the guys, but I guess one of them knew my stuff. But the funny, my wife, Sarah, she knew them. And so she really helped out a lot of that. I was able to put, uh, that's why there's a Pinocchio on uh, the T-shirt there, mm-hmm. because that was, he, he, is that his name, Guy? Oh, oh Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he has a Pinocchio, he had a Pinocchio collection, at least, back when Sarah knew them, when she was doing fanzines and, and booking shows and running around with DC types and whatnot. She but got I, pulled, pulled oh. over by the cops with them, that's, you know. She had a much more fun punk rock life than I. Um, I didn't have a punk rock life, I had a... Uh, comic book life which are you a fan of the group though because we were t- we were discussing this earlier that how a lot of comic artists do stuff for musicians that they don't even really give a toss about no i've done i do, i I've, i don't think i've done i guess the only thing that i did that was a you know a pure mercenary do the job was uh for the warp tour we did a we did something for a giveaway cd a few years ago and mm-hmm. we had no idea who was even on the cd we were just drawing some characters so I can't say I knew what was going on, but I was a fan of that. I was a fan of that project because they were paying me well. <laughs> but generally, I do band work. I mean, I've done band work for free. It's just I haven't had a, It's harder to do that as you get older. It really is, and people don't ask me anymore because I guess I'm either you know passe in the small press scene, or I don't put out enough stuff for anybody to care. But when I was doing Hectic Planet regularly, I was getting a lot of offers, uh, relatively a lot of offers. But I was, you know, I pretty much would do it because it was, you know, I know this sounds really ridiculous, but it was to support the scene because anybody who was trying to put out a ska CD or a punk CD, I just, you know, they didn't have any budget. Um, and I like doing that. It, it allowed me to be part of the music scene that I that I enjoyed, but, and I don't play an instrument. And I didn't, you know, I was never much of a scene star. I'd go to the shows and go home. Really, I did not, you know, I had, I had work to do or I had, you know, I had to go eat. Okay, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm enough of a Fugazi fan. Yeah, that was really cool. I was really, uh, I was, a, I wish that I drew it better. There's some problems with it, but uh, and I, I also wish that was not in the days before the computer. Uh, a lot of the, you know, doing the computer coloring because we did everything on animation cells back then, and it just didn't come out as nice as, you know, I was, I was really, I hitched on that one. I was really stiff and nervous, you know, that I was drawing real people. I'm not mm-hmm. a very good caricaturist. But uh, that was a fun experience. Dead, deadline, doing work for Deadline all around was great. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Go direct uh, music. I shall. <laughs> With his yeah. conductor's hat. I just see all these bands driving their car, you know. He's oh, a... God, let me not go ahead with that lame joke. Okay, <laughs> next. Now, now who's going to come ahead? The, uh, the, uh, the person who does all the PSAs about, uh, you know... Sexually transmitted diseases and uh, bake you know sales is going to ask me some questions. We're hoping you could do that. There is actually a PSA about STDs. I think I heard yeah, here once. Yeah. yeah, no, it's we're, we're we're a little different than the rest of the shows here. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We're the geeky. In which way is this a don't ask, don't tell, or is this a you know? <laughs> we're the better organized one. Yeah, uh, organized we'll, we'll keep show. saying that. Yeah. What'd you say? We're the better organized show. Probably because comics folks are so anal. <laughs> Ooh, I'll fight you. <laughs> Colin, are you wearing your hat right now, or did you take your hat off at least? I'm wearing headphones. Yeah, the hat's off. Normally okay. he does have the Aussie hat, or, or no, what hat does he have today? What? I don't know, <clears throat> something that an old British man would wear. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know. Hey, hey. Hey, nothing, you draw that on you. What do you mean, hey, nothing? No, this is Belgian linen. How dare you make fun of what I wear, because I wear it. <laughs> yeah, Colin Dorkin made fun of something. Call the cops. <laughs> Obscure cartoonist makes fun of something. Cripes. Yeah, you know, now I got to deal with Colin crying for the next couple hours. He's not going to cry. I hope he goes crazy and does one of his art performances and wrecks the joint. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that last bit. I was putting my hat on. Well, uh, you can listen to. Oh, nice. <laughs> he did. It's this beige, uh, tannish something that an old cabbie would wear. Right. 
Belgian right. linen, I tell Some you. Some Bernard Cribbins hat or something. <laughs> Bernard Cribbins? Oh, sorry. I forget you guys are only partially British, like you're like your foot <laughs> British. So, you, you know, I can't make any carry-on jokes or any crap like that. Oh, no, God, the carry-on gang. Makes me shudder. It's car- well, that's like carry-on screaming. Oh, no, it's, no. A, it's a bad horror movie and a bad comedy. No, I think the only one I've seen was Carry Up the Kyber. Or <laughs> carry On the Kyber. What the hell is that? Carry On Empire Building. Or yeah, yeah. It was about the carry on crowd were conquering uh, Afghanistan. Colin? Yes? This is my goddamn idea. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you telling the carry on <laughs> movie? I mean, we can talk about movies uh, some other time. During right now, studs. it's Evan Dork an hour. On no. ink studs, right? Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're making you do it. Muhammad. Yeah, they're not making me. I can hang up at any old time. I was going to eat peanut butter throughout the entire interview, but I just thought that would be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't eat that much peanut butter. Okay, uh, World's Funnest. Couldn't um, afford that much peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, another. That was great. Thank um, you. Is there any, was the Bizarro books kind of like a follow-up to that? with the, like? I have no idea if any. I doubt it. I think the Bizarro book was a, uh, a premise that, uh, oh, am I blanking on Chris's name? Chris Duffy, who used to be a, uh, an editor at DC. He's uh, now an edit- He's a comic section editor and whatnot at uh, Nickelodeon, which, a magazine which supports many an uh, alternative small press slash whatever cartoonist. I was surprised. Like, you have some stuff in Nickelodeon, right? You and yeah, we, Sarah and I, uh, in fact, I think Sarah's calling a couple of gags for them as I babble. Was you Apple and like uh, the Dave Cooper has stuff in a lot of people, no, Johnny I mean, Ryan, the edition, uh, Jay Stevens, uh, Sam Henderson, a ton, tons of people. The filthiest people are doing like, stuff for a kids magazine. No, not necessarily the filth. What do you mean the filthiest? We wash. <laughs> Actually, Johnny Ryan does a lot of stuff for them. I, I hear he's Johnny Ryan's pretty. I filthy. hear he drips. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's yeah, everybody's clean cut and wears glasses and looks like an idiot in common <laughs> in this end of the spectrum. On the other end, they wear a T-shirt, a goofy grin that they're getting paid to make rotten comics and, and also look like idiots. So, World's Funnest, you got some... Was it you that got the uh, the array of artists in here? That's a beautifully put question there. You should be on 60 Minutes. Well, we're thinking of getting in our own part of uh, one of the other guys in the show, Don, who does a five minutes of ranting about anything on here, so we'll have our uh, whatever. What's the guy from 60 Minutes? Andy okay. Uninteresting Rooney. Yep. And that's my five minutes. Oh, boy, that was good. Mm, Can you I, do Nixon? I probably could, but I Can don't you do think... you carry-on, guys? <laughs> I don't know what carry-on is. We're uh, interviewing well, you. Sorry, I shouldn't cut you off, but that's what I do. That's okay. But, um, so Dave Musick, what were you asking about that? I was uh, asking about how the process of putting the world's funnest together. Um, the, the Batmite and uh, I, had the, uh, Mr. I had the idea and I pitched it as a joke outside the bathroom at Dragon Con to um, <laughs> God what is his why am I I'm blanking on everyone's name the guy who was the editor in chief there until uh, the new guy um, came in Mike oh boy I can't remember I'm taking a look in here for editor in chief names no he, yeah he was Mike oh boy I don't remember wow this is terrible Mike, I pitched it as a joke and he was doing an interview with somebody who had Mike a, Carlin Mike Carlin. Wow, that's a weird one. I couldn't remember that. That's strange. Um, I pitched it as a goof. Uh, he, he he was doing an interview and somebody was tape recording it and he said, no, we'll do it as a gag. And then uh, he uh, they wanted to do it. I, I didn't. I, it was originally supposed to just be a you know thirty twenty two page goof done in the um, the animated style because the DC comics had become so convoluted that. I couldn't recognize the characters anymore, and I wanted them to be the, you know, the classic versions where the Batmite character would actually be around, not these souped-up, steroid-looking things. Does that make any sense? No, uh, I totally uh, understand um, what you're saying. Not, not a big I fan of the... Gas. <laughs> Sorry, that's from this peanut butter that I ate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a, a, an aneurysm coming on. <laughs> and um, it just kind of blew up because they said that... It, it ballooned because they said they wouldn't do it in the animated style because it, uh, it wouldn't sell. Um, because only DC could not sell a comic book based on popular cartoons that millions of kids were watching. It's uh, <laughs> brilliant. So I spoke. He said he used to call it the Mixie comic, and he said, "Where's my Mixie comic?" And I go, "I don't. It's, it's stuck." I said, "I can't do it in the modern style. It makes no sense. The characters don't exist, and I don't really want to deal with it. you know these these the fun characters are all killed off and you know forgotten, like Batmite and uh, and the gorillas and all that and uh, and 
I uh, Ace the Bat Hound and uh, Joey the Bat Guy or whatever. I was a big fan of the Bat Family stuff. I always loved it growing up. That that speaks volumes about you. But I, um, he said, so where is it? And he goes, well, why don't you do both, the modern and the animated? I said, uh, and I, I kind of went, you, mm. And I said, how about I do everything? How about I do every one of your universes? And we just, and, and I went home and I started writing something up. And I, the idea was to do as many DC universes and timelines and whatnot and really go crazy on the, the problem was, you know, making fun of the continuity nightmare at DC meant that you were doing a book that was completely about continuity, which meant that it was part of the continuity nightmare. And, uh, but that's, that's what it ended up having to be. And I, um, I, I started uh, contact. They said they'd do it, and I started contacting people. I think the first person I got was Mazzucchelli. It was Dave Mazzucchelli, who was a friend of mine. So I, was, you know, I just thought if I could get him for the Kirby thing, I could use that as some leverage maybe because uh, it would be a real coup to get him to do well, it's, it, superhero stuff after he retired from superhero comics. I mean, does he even do comics anymore? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's keeping them. See, I believe he's working on a graphic novel, but, I, you know, I don't spy on the guy. I don't I think the last thing I have is I think he did some weird. He's done some stuff like for graphics for one of the um, specials, I think, and he's done. But I don't know. I, he's teaching, and I and I believe he's working on a on a graphic novel. I'm sure you're not going to see any of it until he's done with it. Yeah. But uh, I got him, and then I think I got Alex Ross because I knew I'd need Alex Ross for the Kingdom Come uh, section. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it really wouldn't play, and I had to go read Kingdom Come because <laughs> I hadn't read it. So I just read the fourth issue. I borrowed it from somebody, and I was like, okay, I can insert this sequence here for three pages, and I got him. And then I needed somebody to do the, the backbone, which was the 18-page opening, and I was able to get Dave Gibbons. And at that point, I felt like I really had something going. I mean, that was pretty... I was really geeked out and impressed that I had <laughs> Mazza Kelly, and you know, Ross was a big deal, and, and, and Gibbons, who I think is rock solid and a great guy. So... When I did the, when Gibbons said yes, I said, "Geez, I don't have." I just realized I don't have. Uh, Gibbons made me think of Frank Miller, and I didn't have a Dark Knight section. Then I went after Frank, and uh, he turned me down. But he said that I, uh, I took it so nicely. He felt bad, so he said yes, and he said, "Oh, you never know. I might want to do. I might do some Dark Knight stuff one day again, anyway." So I ended up with those four guys, and uh, I still couldn't sell the damn book. <laughs> it still was like, from what I gather, not an incredibly successful book. Well, it's even a, though I had Jaime Hernandez and Jim Woodring, I, I think I had this amazing group. It, that, that's the thing that really sticks out. It's like the, here's this DC comic before the whole Bizarro thing, and it has like just like you said, Jim Woodring, um, Dave Musichelli, Frank Miller, Alex Ross, Ty Templeton, Bruce Tim. No, it had some, yeah, and Bruce Tim was somebody else. Jaime Hernandez? Jaime I mean, Hernandez. Doing Batman? Whew. Doing Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm a huge Jaime fan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, uh, that was just, it was amazing to write for these people. I mean, some of these people I like a lot, some of these people I respect. Let's put it that way. And, um, but it was, uh, it was a great experience, uh, even though it was really, un, it was not a great, I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this book forever. Uh, the book just—I was very disappointed in some ways. It got absolutely no press through the the mainstream press. Uh, Wizard ignored it. Um, I, I, the rumor was that Wizard was having a feud with DC at the time and was not spotlighting their work for a while, which means that I'm the only guy who has Frank Miller doing Dark Knight before there was ever any mention of Dark Knight Two. Alex Ross is publicly saying it's the last time he'll paint these very popular characters. And David Mazzucchelli returning to superheroes and all these alternative guys and, and all these interesting mainstream guys and these golden age guys and no press and wizard. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I think that really hurt us for a bunch of thousands well, of copies, if nothing else. And I, I, just, I wanted it to do well. I wouldn't have made a dime if it did well, better. But I really just wanted it to do better. It just seemed insane to me that I had this lineup of like 20 artists and they all have huge followings relatively. And, um, the book came and went, you know. It was very odd. It was an odd experience, and it took me six months to write it. So it was just—it was just a real hole. And I was—I was really helping out with a lot of coordinating on it. So it's, in some ways, I'm really, really excited about that book. I'm very happy I did it. In some ways, it's a sore spot because I felt like it was just ignored. But you know, I thought if I had any project that was actually going to be commercial, that was it. Uh, you know, certainly I didn't think that this was going to lead to my great new mainstream career. You know, that might. <laughs> you know, I wasn't stupid enough to think all of a sudden people were going to ask me to do tons of work. And in fact, I was supposed to do another project for DC, and I, I opted out. Um, but um, 
I just want I just wanted it to do well. I just thought it was a big project and should have been treated a little bit bigger uh, by DC and by some of the you know the DC fan press that, that jump all over everything. So anyway, I'll cry tomorrow. Oh, we'll let's talk you, about something we'll more. Let's talk about some of my other failures, though. You know, <laughs> that's something I noticed with your live journal is is uh, you have the listing of all these interesting projects that just never came to fruition. But they oh, everybody really... has that. I mean, everybody. Everybody's oh, got, yeah. pro- you know, that's nothing unique to my career. I mean, everybody's got things that they were trying to, you know, engender or get get put together or asked to do, and it just falls through. But that's the nature of a, of, of a career or nature of a life. But I just thought it would be fun to talk about it because it's the only way, to, you know, it it, it, sh- it to me, it's like, one, it shows people what the process is like. And two, it uh, gets the material out there to, you know, just show, hey, I was going to do this story, and, you know, if somebody enjoys it, then they get a kick out of it. It's better that it, than it's sitting in my files dead, because if I've written um, a Batman animated thing or a Superman animated thing that's never going to get produced for one reason or another, I can't bring it anywhere else, so people might as well read the, the failed experiment, you know, the failed project. So do you think we're going to be seeing any more Hectic Planet? I really don't know. Uh-huh. I hope. I want to. I mean, I've got, I only, you know, I was, do, I was doing a whole issue about wedding crashing, and that one's out down the top. <laughs> that one's not happening now, you know. I, should, I wish I got that one out uh, 10 years ago. But they were going to basically be eating. They would buy cheap suits at a uh, place and meet girls and eat for free by crashing weddings for a while. So I think I heard there was a movie about stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine yeah. wouldn't have been anything like that, I'm sure. Cause that it would have was, actually been good. That one was successful. <laughs> No, I have no idea. I didn't see the movie, but... Uh, it was pretty bad. Well, so a lot of people liked it. Yeah, a lot of people voted for George Bush. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> yes, thank God. A lot of people didn't vote for anybody. The electoral process. I had a question from a local cartoonist, um, Robin Bougie, a friend who does Cinema Sewer. I, I know who he is. And I don't know him, but I know I did, yeah. I've exchanged emails. Uh, I've seen his name. He's a he's a talented boy. He was wondering about the proce- well, yeah. uh, the process between uh, writing for comics and writing for animation. I use I use different words for animation because they pay me better. So I use bigger. <laughs> I use compound. You, you use the words, uh, the New Yorker multi-syllabic. words. Multi-syllabic. My agent. My, I have my agent run through, and they tell him, you know, they. He, I don't have an agent. Sorry. Um, it's it's uh, you know I think it's pretty obvious where it's different. Um, the uh, you're writing for vi- you're writing for visuals differently. I think people can sit through a little bit of Talking Heads and comics, especially these days. And um, I put a lot of cars in my animation scripts because I hate drawing cars in my own comics. <laughs> so I make somebody draw cars, no, and animals, and uh, people's feet. <laughs> um, it, I don't know. You know, I wish you had a more specific question about it. I mean, was- one of the differences, of course, is that uh, there's less editing in comics. Um, well, I guess that—that's one thing right there. Like you, like the process of uh, how much. We know, did twenty-three drafts of the Supergirl two-parter uh, for Warner Brothers. That was just a disaster in some ways. I mean, I liked it. Came out pretty okay, but working on it was really, really tough. Uh, in comics, generally, editing is real light. Editors move papers around. There, there are plenty of editors. There are, there are not plenty. There are editors who do more than that, but very often. I mean, I've done jobs for mainstream companies where I felt like I was editing the book myself. Uh, they, they had too much on their plate. They weren't paying attention. They were sending me the wrong reference, so I had to go get my own reference. They weren't fixing things, so I dealt with the. You know, it's it's it's. Then you get out uh, people who are very very heavy editors who really sit on top of you, and sometimes that's really good. Uh, sometimes it really creates better work. Uh, in animation, it's such a collaborative thing. There's so much more money being spent than everybody. Uh, a, a lot of people in animation feel they, that they definitely know better than a writer, so they will change your work. Whereas, at the same time, uh, that being said, Space Ghost was an amazing experience because they really appreciated writers there. And... Uh, you could get away with 95% of your script sometimes being put on the screen. I won't say animated because Space Ghost really wasn't animated. <laughs> but uh, you could do really well. I mean, Elpingville, welcome to Elpingville, for better or worse. Unfortunately, it was worse. Mo- almost everything, I, every letter, I, every word I wrote got on the screen. Um, they really trusted us. Uh, so far, the pilot we're working on right now. I mean, but the Cartoon Network seems to be a really unique place, at least the Adult Swim and the, the Williams Street end of it. Um, dealing with Nickelodeon animation was really not fun when we were working on Andy Watson's Skeleton Key development. Um, the New York 
New York office was great, then the West Coast office took it over, and we left the project because we just couldn't deal with them. Um, you know, it's like anything else. It all depends on also who you're working for. But generally in comics, I mean, I think if you read enough, you, you don't have to read too many comics in your life, mainstream or alternative, to realize that a lot of people, what they write gets on the page straight through, which is terrific, but also leads to a lot of bad work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of bad work and stuff that's heavily, heavily edited. Certainly most animation is terrible. Mm-hmm. Most TV is terrible, but um, yeah, in general, uh, I really, you know, it's, it's such a wide subject. You can go on that for an hour. I mean, it's okay. it, it's it, it. There's different rhythms. Certainly in comics, you don't have to do. You don't have to break for commercials twice. I really hate that, but you have to when you're doing a half hour show. You have to kind of pace it out. Yeah, well, there had to be the you know Batman Beyond and Super. You know, yeah, dun dun dun. Is he gonna? Of course, he's gonna live. It's, it's his damn show. <laughs> same, <laughs> you know, same bad you time. Know. Same if they bad had a time. Superman where like you know, uh, oh, I can't remember the actor's name now. The uh, the black actor Paul uh, Winfield. If Paul Winfield was at the cliffhanger at the end of an episode of Superman, he's probably gonna die. He dies in everything. <laughs> you know. Sounder, I think he dies. Terminator, he di- he's always dying. He died on Wise Guy. He's dying. If he shows up, you know he's dying. It's the guy. Play- like, hi, I'm I'm playing the the immortal man. Oh, I don't believe it. The immortal man died. <laughs> but Superman, I think he's going to be back next week. You know, I think Superman. Yeah, they got to make like the underwear. That. Yeah. So unfortunately, I didn't like the breaks. And in comics, yeah, but you know, the pacing is obviously different. But there's certain things that are slightly the, the same. But they don't relate as... Film and comics don't relate as cleanly as people seem to think they do, just because the formats for writing the scripts can be similar. Well, I think that was one of the quite part, part of the question. Yeah, but is, I just... Uh, you know, different. you give me an open-ended question, you're going to get a, a bunch of malarkey out of my mouth. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I told you, you have to interrupt me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Shut we'll keep off, that in mind for the next three, four minutes. <laughs> um, we are nearing the end of our time. Uh, I this wouldn't be interesting. It is hey. interesting. I am enjoying it. So yeah, there. the art director, the, the music director left. Yeah, he actually had to work for once. He's drunk in the commissary once. right now. Uh, that'll be afterwards. Um, do you have Jews in Canada? Oh, you must. You have we do. Chance. What? We have what? What? We, of course we have. And Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Oh, God, he's exciting. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, how did you originally get into comics in four minutes? No. I was lonely, mm-hmm. like most people who got into comics. <laughs> 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 you know? There was no solace in my family. I turned to the cheap comic and the television and kissed them goodnight. Goodnight, comic book. Goodnight, famous monsters. <laughs> With the Basil Golgo's cover. <laughs> That's the greatest name on earth. Actually, I think I was, I'm too old. I'm, I'm not too young for the Basil Golgo's cover. I think I was getting the photo covers of the Acker Monster. Whatever. Um, picked up comics as a kid. Uh, my mom was getting me... I mean, if I don't know exactly, but if the movie version where everything you know is linear and makes sense. I picked up... My mother was getting me uh, Children's Digest magazine, I think it was, that had Tintin. And I'm not going to say Tantan, so every Eurocentric <laughs> people can go screw. Hey, I've, t- I've talked to the French, and, and I've, I've um, been told it's Tintin. You talk to the French... I've been to France. Oh, I had their number. Oh, I'm going to call the French. <laughs> I'll call the French. Actually, shouldn't you be calling the Belgian? <laughs> the Belgian. Belgian. The low, slow. Belgic. The the semi-French. <laughs> uh, I, I just I lo- I've always been drawn to the cartoon image. I, I just love. I, I guess you know black and white artwork with color in it or no color in it. I like I love newspaper com- comics in the day. Like most people, and I, I got into Marvel Comics, I don't really remember how, and it became an illness, and I, I, I believe that the old, I think comic book ink just gets through your fingers and just sticks in you. I think that there's a, a transmission of comic ink that poisons lonely boys and girls. I, I, you know, I think I've gotten that dose at one point, too. Oh, yeah, I had the Space Ghost, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, one person laughed. All right, I got a mean case of the space ghost. I got the space ghost. Like I said, though, you don't, you know, well, I won't repeat it. It wasn't funny the first time. Mm. So we covered absolutely nothing. I think we covered something. You do? We'll just uh, make sure people know about the website, www.houseoffun.com, right? Yeah, that's been updated since I put out a, a, a milk and cheese issue, I think. <laughs> well, there is the I, blog. The blog, yeah, the live journal. The blog is, yeah, the, the, the bitch fest, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I, like, I feel like 
why do comics when you can just go on the blog? It's I, I don't you know, the blog's better inked. And, <laughs> I ink better uh, on the blog. All the typing looks. Well, I still make typos everywhere. You got Dork Eleven coming out. Dork Eleven will be out in August. It really will be. I think too. I'm working on it as I speak. And the, uh, I'm screwing up panels as I speak. <laughs> I need more distractions to f up a page. And you also have the uh, Simpsons uh, issue with uh, James Lloyd, a Vancouver yeah. friend of ours. Yeah, there's the Canada, the Brooklyn, Staten Island, Canada connection. The as what do you say, rural Canada, on your live journal? I don't know what I said. Rural, 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 rural Canada. Rural. Time. Even I'm from Brooklyn. I know rural has two syllables. <laughs> rural. It's a uh, Canadian you can make variation. Fun of, I have a terrible voice. You can make believe me. Huh? I have a voice. I have, I have, a, I have a voice for radio. That's stupid. <laughs> I have a voice for comics. <laughs> <laughs> I have a voice for comics and a voice for comics. That is right. I, I'm going to use that quote. A voice for comics. So I, for a song to end up with, I pulled out the Kinks, uh, Waterloo Sunset. That's that was, a beautiful song. Yeah, I was tossed up between playing that or the uh, broadcast. I'm a big fan of broadcast. That's a beautiful song too. It's really, you know, it's so strange that Evan Dorkin would pick a beautiful song. The, that uh, Eartha Kitt song, that was awesome. Isn't that a great song? I had never heard it before, and I downloaded it. Yeah, I'll Fabulous. tell you, that's one of the reasons, you know, this sounds stupid, but I, I picked that instead of, uh, I'm glad you went with that, because, I mean, I love I love Rocket from the Crypt, and I love the punk, I love the punk rock, I'm, an old, one of the, I'm the annoying old guy in the pit. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not, I'm the annoying old guy at the bar asking for water now, because I think I'm having a heart attack. Do you I have nitro pick, pills? I tried to pick it up, and I couldn't even find it. But, um, oh, man, I haven't been to a show in so long, between the baby and work and everything. I mean, we went to an Aquabat show, so the baby did get to hear through Sarah's stomach an Aquabat show, so that was neat. But, um, yeah, I, I thought people, you know, it might be a song people hadn't heard. It's a swell song. It's Press good. Kit, pretty all right. Well, thank you very much for coming and taking the time with us, Evan. Thanks, um, for, ha thanks for having me and putting say, up with me. Say hi to Sarah for me. I, I will do that. I know, I really will. <laughs> and she'll go, is, was that the guy with the hat? From the <laughs> Wasn't that the guy with the hat? The, the one who looked like he was stuck in the outback? The guy who walks everywhere? The walking guy? Yeah, He is guy. the walking guy. What is it with the Canadian? It's like we always used to joke that Greg Highland would, would walk. He'd have to, he, it was like it would be March. And I'd, I'd turn to somebody and go, hey, do you realize Greg Highland is leaving for San Diego right now? For <laughs> the convention. I mean, I love Greg. I haven't heard from him in ages, but... It always felt like he was trudging from convention to convention by with a bindle stiff of comics. Nobody I nobody I know here has money for a car. Yeah, well, we, we all don't live. You guys have like um, we have public transit, cars, just like your health service. You just wait for a while and get a car to go buy things. No, no, no sadly not. Yeah, that's a bad country you got there. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. The bacon I hope we sucks. You bastards off. <laughs> I can't wait till we're all fenced in, like this is some silent green country. It's people. Why don't you? Uh, you, could, you could always join the guys who watch the border. Oh, the Minutemen. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh boy. Don't watch out for Canadians sneaking in. Yeah, that's all we need. Uh, hey, hey. probably the other way. The course. And a, hey, you mean we we all failed the police test? <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, thank we you very much. Discharged from the army. This is awesome. <laughs> all of them are too insane to be in the army. Holy Christ! Those people scare the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, you really feel Up like there with the, the Reverend Phelps. If it was like you know Italians or Polish people coming in, or you know any anybody from there, you know uh, uh, any of their relatives or what have you. Well, then again, you know because they all just showed up here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Too bad Miles Standish didn't hit a wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Evan. Oh, and I will. Well, no, it's three. Talking. There's a new the show's over, man. We have. There's a hip hop show that comes on now. Unless you want to talk. Hip hop's all over the goddamn place. <laughs> I know. All right. We have our comics hour. I will be posting the uh, interview up as soon as I can. I've got a bunch that are backlog, so I'll probably get them all up within the week. You get to work. You don't have anything better to do. You're a college student. Yeah, I know. I'm only taking three classes, too, so. You're, you are lazy, man. You got I, a job. I, I'm in comics. I'm, a, I'm, I'm media. Gotta, I'm comics. You media. work That's with the indigent, okay? Okay. From, yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Evan. Have a <laughs> good day. Take care, guys. Take care, Colin. Maybe I'll see you in 10 years somewhere. Hopefully. Bye-bye, <laughs> okay. folks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. That was Evan Dorkin. Wow. I have not stopped <laughs> laughing for the hour. Um, next week, I'm not sure who we're going to have. Um, possibly Spain. I'm not too sure. Over next month, we have a whole whack of shows. We have, coming up, Mark Kalisnico, the creator of Mail Order Bride, Alex, uh, how Pete Duel killed himself, 
really credible stuff. Why did Pete do it? Why did Pete do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. I don't know. I, I got to pick it up still. But the other two books I read I liked. Jonathan Bennett, creator from Mome, um, will be on. We will be doing a special show spotlighting the work of George Harriman, including uh, Dave Collier will be coming on the show for a couple minutes to talk about a trip that him and Pat Moriarty did to George Harriman's castle. Mm. So that should be interesting. Um, who else do I have coming up? Uh, Matt Wagner. I got an, sent him an email, and he's up for it. Um, creator of Grendel and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, take a listen. Colin has something to tell us about. Well, I just wanted to mention that in hat. the late the June issue, there is a cover article by Art Spiegelman, Drawing Blood, Outrageous Cartoons, The Art of Outrage, in which he talks about the Muhammad cartoon controversy. And my favorite part is he they publish all the cartoons that were involved, and he rates them... From one to four bombs, but he rates their offensiveness for us. So, so we'll know which ones are, are more offensive than others. Or not offensive enough. Yes. Oh. Actually, the one, that's, the one that he finds most offensive, I think he actually, it's because it's so, such a bad cartoon. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, comics in the all? news... Apparently, they're not through rioting about comics yet. Apparently, there have been riots in Iran over a comic in a children's section of a newspaper, I believe it was, that depicted members of the Azeri community, which is about 25% of the Iranian population, as cockroaches. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, the guy's going to go die. And the the, the cartoonist and the editor of the newspaper have been arrested. And... uh, so, once again, comics makes the news for bad reasons. Okay, last couple things. Uh, comic convention coming up in a week and a half. Uh, Cameron Stewart will be in town for it, as well as uh, Dave McKaig, who I will actually probably have on the show sometime soon, too. And Takashi Miyazawa, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who does the uh, Mary Jane stuff for Marvel. Um, and soon we'll have the feature of Five Minutes with Don, because Don is so crazy. And uh, I, I'm I'm scared. Five minutes of dawn. So uh, we're gonna end the show off with Waterloo Sunset by the Kings. Once again, thank you very much, Evan Dorkin. And uh, up next is Rhymes and Reasons. Even though I haven't seen their heads popping by. <laughs>
Over the 